You're listening to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, episode 47, with Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Paige Bowman. Welcome to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, the weekly podcast for coaches who are growing their coaching business and on their weight loss journey. Each week, we'll be tackling why weight loss feels hard and how to make hitting your weight loss goal the simplest thing you do all day. Last week, we talked all about gratitude and weight loss, and this week, we are talking about connection and weight loss and how the two are related. We're going to dive deep into that today. If you are listening to this real time, we are smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. I've wanted to record this specific episode of the podcast for a while, but it's felt like a big undertaking, and then I thought... Just record it, see what happens, and this is the best time of year to be talking about connection and put that out there for you to better understand how connection and weight loss are related. So here we are, and this is such a side note, but I just finished doing a 30-day digital declutter. I learned about this idea from Cal Newport's book, Digital Minimalism, and he talks a lot about what we're doing with our time on purpose and when we're not paying attention how we end up using our time for things that we really don't want to be using our time for and he talks a lot in the book about connection and time with people and being purposeful about how we're spending our time and how important connection is and so I'm probably going to talk a little bit about my experiences with that on this episode but I might just do an entire episode on my digital declutter, not a detox, declutter, where I remove things from my life and I'm bringing them back or not at all. But if I do bring them back, I'm bringing them back intentionally. And how doing this declutter has helped me feel and purposely seek out connection with my people so much more. So I'll probably add in little experiences or anecdotes throughout the episode, but I might just do an episode entirely on that. But first, for this episode, let's start with something. I've talked about this before, and that's the explanation or definition of overeating. Because like I said, we're going to be talking about how connection and weight loss are related. So let's start with the basics. So my basic definition of overeating is that you're eating past full, past what your body's telling you, it's time to stop. Or when you're eating, when you're not hungry. So your body hasn't told you it's time to start eating and you eat anyway, or you eat off your written plan. So say it's, if you're listening to the real time, it's the week after Thanksgiving and I am recording this that week. So it's just after Thanksgiving. I usually record these ahead of time, but now I'm get, I'm all caught up and now it's time to get ahead again. But anyway, so for lunch today, I have on the plan some casserole and some ham. So definitely some really delicious leftovers. So an overeat or eating off plan would look like instead of eating that, I would eat some pecan pie and hot dog. Totally not on my plan. So I would put that in overeating, the definition for overeating as well. So we'll start there and we're going to talk about 
why that matters in a second. And now I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to talk about this idea of connection. The kinds of books I've been reading lately, and if you follow me on Instagram, I talk about what I read and I'll post about a recent read and I'll talk about what I liked about it and why I would recommend it. So the books that I've been reading recently have had to do with doing less and being more connected and what we use our attention for. These have kind of been my current topics and themes. And what I found is in all of these, and I didn't realize this, is how all of them have to do with connection and our purpose and how important it is for us as humans to be involved with family and friends and people. So what I've learned and what I already knew, but just learned even more is how important connection is to us. Connection to your friends, to your family, to your community, to those that share interests with you, feeling like you belong. All of this is so important to our human nature. It's important to feel like you have your people. It's important to feel like you belong. It's just a human need. It's interesting because I grew up in the age of the CDs, <laughs> not quite tapes, but CDs. And there's just a difference between listening to a CD and it's just me in the car listening to the CD versus listening to the radio. And here's what the difference is. And I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but when I listen to the CD, I know it's just me listening to that. But when I listen to the radio, I just imagine there's so many other people out in the world right now in the city I'm in listening to the same song that I am. <laughs> there's something about feeling connected to people by watching the same TV on a network television, not streaming, but like on cable or listening to the same song on the radio. And then there's also being connected by the internet and social media and of course in person. I recently read a book called How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this book on the podcast before. It just really changed how I think about things. And one thing she talks about is paying attention to and feeling connected to our environment. And she talks about bioregionalism and getting to know the animals and the trees and just all the things in the area you're at and feeling connected to nature in that way. And when you travel, get to know the environment and nature in that area that you're at. And so it's not just connection to people, but connection to the world, connection to everything around you. And through experience and also through reading the book is that connection is so important to us. And that's really what we're looking for. It's not just a dopamine hit or trying to feel better about ourselves. I'm going to really mess up the actual facts of this, but there's this part of the brain that they were doing a study on and they realized when they were doing this like CT scan or whatever it's called, it doesn't light up when you're doing something. It lights up in between doing tasks. And it took them a while to figure this out. And by them, I mean the researchers, the scientists, you know, the smart people. It took them a while to figure it out. But it turns out that in between tasks, we think about people and our social lives. And the way they knew that is because the same area of the brain that lit up in between doing tasks lit up when they were thinking about their friends and their family and the people. And so the conclusion they came to is just in our nothingness, in our free time, in our state of boredom, 
or just when we're not doing anything, we tend to think about people. And so in this digital declutter, the idea is to go build those connections, go build those relationships instead of getting on social media or watching something or picking up your phone, go hang out with someone, go have a conversation with someone. Or if you're going to pick up your phone, call someone because feeling connected is so important to us. Okay, so I gave you my connection spiel and I'm not done, but let's talk about how food and weight loss is related to connection. And I want you to think about this. If you're missing out on feeling connected, what are you probably feeling instead? You're probably feeling lonely. And if you're someone who we've talked about on the podcast this before, who uses food for comfort, like that's one of your tools, that's your main tool is to go to food for comfort. You're probably eating to fill that void and to avoid feeling that icky feeling of loneliness, right? If connection is such an important part of a human nature and you're feeling like you don't have that, that there's this void of connection, you're feeling lonely, that is an icky feeling. And if you aren't comfortable feeling how that feels in your body and the kinds of thoughts that you have in your brain, you go to food to make it go away. So in this case, overeating, eating when you're not hungry, eating past full or eating off your plan, it's a symptom of not feeling connected, of feeling lonely and not wanting to feel how that loneliness feels in your body or the kinds of thoughts you have, like how it feels in your brain. This is where creating safety to feel all of your emotions become so helpful. And I've got a list of past episodes where we've talked about emotions. Definitely episode nine, feelings and weight loss. Episode 17, I talk about processing your emotions. I think I named that one top tools for your weight loss journey. And definitely episode 32, talking about getting intimate with your negative emotions. If this is one of the ones that come up for you and you're listening to this real time, Maybe I'm pointing this out to you and you may not have realized it, but if this is one of those emotions, right, lonely or hopeless or fear or shame or embarrassment, any of these that might come up, this is the time to practice getting intimate with these emotions because that's all they are. When you're thinking I have no one to hang out with or no one wants to be around me or I don't have anyone and you're feeling lonely in your body, that feeling is an emotion. It's a chemical. And you can, if you want to, and you can decide this, you can get intimate with that emotion. You can let it be in your body and you can feel it instead of going to food to make it go away. So definitely go check out those episodes. I want to give you a client example. This is a newer client, but In our first few sessions, I do this with my clients where we talk about your future self and how is that version of you different from who you are now and how you show up in the world now. And my client was telling me that she's super extroverted, not introverted. (laughs) I am introverted. She's super extroverted and she feels like a free spirit. And she talked about how her future self hangs out with people multiple times a week and is super connected to her community and her friends and her family. And I asked her about, well, what's that look like now? And she was telling me that she feels almost like trapped and that she can't be a free spirit and that she shouldn't be and that she should just put her head down and get to work and not go hang out with people. 
And we talked about and she, she explained to me how that's affecting her eating because when she's feeling like she's trapped or that she should be ashamed of wanting to be a free spirit and go hang out with people that she ends up eating way more to handle and deal with how that feels in her body, right? Think about how trapped feels in the body. And so she eats to make that go away, to push that away, to just deal with how she set her life up now. And she even told me when she hangs out with people and she eats with people and she's so fulfilled and just feels so much joy and love that her eating is actually the best it ever is. And that's not Sim, that's not how everyone is. Everyone's a little bit different. But this is just an example of how when you both get comfortable with feeling a negative emotion and you don't have to eat to make it go away. And when you work on creating a life where you do feel fulfilled and you feel connected, affect your weight loss journey. And so this is what I'm working on with my client is both, okay, working through these stories around why she quote unquote, shouldn't be hanging out with people or shouldn't be a free spirit and why that's a bad thing. We're going to unravel all those stories and create new stories so that she can just be who she is without shaming herself, for example. And therefore, she'll be living the life she wants to live and helping her handle and process and feel comfortable feeling the negative emotions that are going to pop up along the way, like the discomfort and some leftover feeling trapped and shame, etc. So that's an example of how if you're living a life that you don't actually love, how that can affect your weight loss journey if you're someone who uses food as a tool for comfort. And that's an example of what you would do to make those changes, right? Don't just stop using food as a tool for comfort, get comfortable feeling those uncomfortable emotions and change your stories, change your life, right? We talked about this in episode 42. We talked about quality thoughts, changing the way you think about yourself and your life is so important, right? The body stuff. And what I mean by that is your emotions and working through that is so important. Paying attention to what you eat, planning your food ahead of time is so important and kinds of things you're thinking. All of these go together. They are like the super trio (laughs) of simple weight loss. Understanding how connection or lack of connection and weight loss are intertwined and related is so important. And here is why. So that you can have compassion for yourself. You just... Add compassion all throughout your life, all throughout your day. Have understanding for yourself like, oh, this is why I'm overeating today because I'm thinking that I'm not lovable or I don't have my people or no one cares about me. I'm thinking these things and I'm feeling terrible. So I'm using my tool for comfort, food. And when you can have compassion for yourself, it's a lot easier to just pause and take a look at what's going on, right? If you're going to judge yourself, you're not going to let yourself take a look at what's going on. You're going to put up a block and you're going to think, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm gaining weight. But when you have compassion and you think, okay, 
this is why I gained a couple pounds over the holiday season. Or maybe this is why I gained 10 pounds in a month. Because I was really in this loneliness, hopeless story. And I was dealing with it by eating. Okay, that makes sense. I understand it now. And I want to offer that that's a safe thing to do. To tell yourself, okay, this makes sense. I understand. Like It's safe to have compassion for yourself. It doesn't mean that you will just accept the way things are and not make changes. That's a different thing. Compassion is just having understanding. What you do with that understanding, whether that's saying, okay, well, I'm not going to make any changes. This is just how things are going to be. And I'm going to have compassion for myself. That's one thing. But what I want to offer coming back to that super trio is to have compassion for yourself, have understanding so that you can go make changes in the kinds of things you're telling yourself and how you're feeling and what you're doing with those emotions and what you're doing with food. And I just want to say this because it's really important for me that we don't recreate the wheel. (laughs) If you are already good at feeling a certain emotion, I have a client who she is really good at having compassionate curiosity for anxiety when anxiety pops up into her body. She is really good at having compassion and asking herself what's going on. If you are already good at creating safety for yourself to feel an emotion, say anxiety, you can use that same way that you handle that emotion to an emotion like lonely. So this client of mine, we're working through feeling shame and we're using the same kinds of thoughts she has about anxiety and we're transferring those to shame. So say you've gotten really good at feeling frustrated. And what I mean by that I've done this work on myself is it can be in your body and you don't react to it. And instead you are having understanding for yourself. Like, of course, I understand why I'm feeling this way and I'm taking deep breaths and I'm getting curious what sparked this, what's going on. So I want to offer if you're good at that, at having that compassionate curiosity for an emotion, you can transfer that to feeling the feeling of lonely or hopeless, or whatever comes up for you when you're feeling like you're not connected. Okay, now that we've covered why we overeat sometimes, some symptoms sometimes of a lack of connection and not wanting to feel an emotion, and what to do about it, mainly having compassion for yourself, get good at feeling all of your emotions, even the icky ones like lonely, Let's talk about creating connection. Let's get a little bit into the actions here. And really, if you're listening to this real time, it's the perfect time to put some of these things into practice, right? Like I said earlier, connection is so important as a human. It's your in your human nature to be connected and to feel connected. And maybe all that's missing is knowing what to do to create more connection. Maybe what you're doing now isn't working. So let's talk about things you can try. And I want to give you some examples of how to practice being intentional with connection. And I also just want to bring up a few things that might get in the way. So let's start right off the bat with your phone. I know, I know, I am not anti-phone, anti-technology, anti-anything just because I did a digital declutter. But what I learned from that is that when you put the phone down, one, it might be uncomfortable because it might be like a buffer in social situations or you might not like like feeling bored. And if that's you, then not liking feeling bored 
definitely go listen to the Embracing Boredom podcast. That will really be helpful. But what happens when you put your phone down, especially when you're around your people, you are kind of forced to be in conversation, to engage, to think of what to talk about, to listen, to actively listen. And really like the thing that I think sometimes happens is that engaging in conversation in real life with real people can be uncomfortable. I mean, if you have any kind of social anxiety, I know this can be hard, or maybe you feel like you aren't that great in person, or you're awkward, or if you relate to any of those, this can be uncomfortable. But when you put the phone down, and you let yourself be awkward, and uncomfortable, and bored, and you just make those things okay, then you know what you'll probably do? You'll probably connect to the person in front of you. I know, crazy, but believe me, (laughs) that's probably what will happen. And you can pick your phone up, (laughs) say after like 15 or 30 minutes of connecting with someone and engaging with someone, but just giving yourself and the people around you to get to know each other better, whether it's at the Christmas dinner or at a Hanukkah celebration or even just a church event where we did this recently where we had a luncheon for the ladies at church and I didn't pick up my phone once and I totally forgot to take pictures but I just did my best to be present and I was very uncomfortable but I also had a great time and if I hadn't in this place where I was trying to connect and I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing with my phone, I probably would have talked to half the people that I did. I probably would have only gotten to know people a little bit versus really getting to know that this person loves to cook and bake and we have that in common. And this person, she works with kids. She's a pair pro and, and these are the kinds of things she likes. And this is where she likes to shop. And we have that in common. Like all of these Maybe might be surfacey kinds of things, but that's how you get to know people and you miss out on that when you pick your phone up. And just as a side note, if this is interesting to you, this whole not using your phone for connection as much, definitely read Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Again, it's not anti-technology or anti-social media or anything. It just gives you a new perspective on how you can be purposeful about how you use these things in your life so that, again, you can create connection, true connection on purpose. Okay, this next one is what I'm still working on, and that's getting off the internet, getting off social media, and calling people. I'm not the best at this, but it's a suggestion. So say there's this friend that you saw a picture of her new baby on Facebook and you thought, oh, how cute. I wonder how they're doing. And maybe you send them a message or you write a comment. You say, hope you all are doing well. Here's my suggestion. Take it or leave it, but I'm going to put it out there. Get off Facebook and dial their number and call them and ask how they're doing. This is another thing that he talks about in the book. We have this thing called, I think it was phone phobia, where we're afraid to call people and disturb them or they might be busy. And here's just like the bottom line. So what? (laughs) They won't answer their phone if they don't want to talk to you or they might call you back and you all will play phone tag. But at least at some point you will be able to talk to each other and 
Again, it might be awkward or uncomfortable if you're not good at talking on the phone, but give it a try. If you're feeling disconnected from your people, just consider that it could change in an instant by calling someone and saying, hey, I just want to see how you're doing. And it could be a two minute conversation and be done, but give it a try. Promise me you'll call one person that you've been thinking about, or maybe you saw them on social media and you really want to talk to them, call them. Okay, this next one is to make the things you like doing a social thing. So if you like watching movies or going to yoga or working on your plants, (laughs) very me, doing puzzles, I mean, reading any of these things, how can you make that a social thing? And here you can use internet, okay? Again, not anti-internet, but how can you make reading something that you do with your friends or make new friends? Or how can you make your favorite hobby of doing puzzles or having a garden, something that you involve people with. So this is just something that you might not have thought about. And I didn't either until I read this book I keep talking about. But I really like this idea of making the things you like to do as social as you can. And then in the same vein, be proactive with making plans and be spontaneous if you want to, right? If you want this friend of yours to go to yoga with you, ask them, even if it's the day of. You never know. Sometimes I make plans weeks in advance. Sometimes just the day of, I'm like, hey, do you want to go on a walk together and see what happens? So just being proactive and also being okay with people saying no and just trying again next time. And then these last two are to just think about your people, right? It already happens naturally. Like I said, that research where they learned about this part of the brain that lights up like it's active in between doing things it's thinking about people but what i'm suggesting is to think about them on purpose think about what you love about your people and maybe even write to them write them a message or a text or a letter whether you send it or not just thinking about people that you love on purpose that in and of itself think about this when you're thinking how much you love this person what are you feeling you're probably feeling love or joy. And these emotions are very opposite to the lonely or the hopeless or the shame kind of feelings. And so this is just kind of an action, a trick, but in a good way where you're just creating these emotions of joy and connected and love on purpose by doing nothing other than thinking about your people. And then lastly, think about what connection means to you right? What does it mean to you to feel connected? If you're introverted or you're extroverted, it might look different. If you have people that live far away from you that are important to you, it might look different than if you have all your people in the same town. So just thinking about what connection means to you so you can know what to be purposeful about moving forward in your life. And here's the thing. Remember that there's no right or wrong. This is a journey of creating a life you love. This is my foundational belief that weight loss or weight gain happens or stops happening because we stopped needing food as a tool for comfort and we created a life that we loved on purpose. And when you create a life you love and you let food be food, you get to be 
at or near your natural weight or your weight loss goal. So my suggestion to you is to be open to experimenting and evaluating and learning from yourself what you love about being connected or how you love to be connected and what's important to you. And then also learning to feel the emotions that might come up and getting intimate with those and letting those be there and get good at processing those. And then no longer needing food as a tool for comfort. Like I said, my client who's super extroverted and that's really important to her, something that she's going to try is I think she's going to add gym classes. So not just going to the gym, putting her head down or being by herself, but a fitness class that's a more social, I guess a social fitness class is what you might call it. And seeing how that affects her mood and feeling connected. And we're going to see how does it affect her eating and her food choices. So that's fun. So let it be an experiment. Let it be something that you evaluate. I have another client who I wanted to mention real quick. She likes having her Saturdays open and also likes to have plans. So she kind of goes back and forth. And so something we're playing with is being proactive and making plans ahead of time when it feels good and also being spontaneous. If in the moment she doesn't have a plan on a Saturday to hang out with people, but she feels like she wants to, letting herself be spontaneous and reach out to people. Maybe even she'll have a list of people that she could hang out with and what they might do and just having that available so that feeling connected and being connected isn't hard. There's not a bunch of barriers in the way. So there's some examples of where you can be open to experimenting and evaluating and learning from yourself. And then just like what my client and I are doing is thinking about as you take some of these actions, some of these things that I recommended and you put them into place, I would love for you to watch what changes with your food. Do you eat less at parties and at restaurants because you're actually connecting? Are you eating more because you're even more uncomfortable, right? Like, what's it like for you? Is it that you got to get better at feeling anxiety when you're around people and getting comfortable with that emotion? And that's something you might realize as you go do some of these practices. Okay, good to know. Now we know that that's an emotion to get good at feeling. Do you eat less when you're feeling lonely at home by yourself because you're getting good at feeling that emotion and then changing the story. What do you end up doing instead? Right? These are just some things. I want you to be an observer here and I want you to take note of these effects of the changes that you're making. Right? Are you feeling more connected and more fulfilled by taking these actions or not? And if not, what else could you do? What other stories could you be telling differently in your head? This is what's so fun about losing weight the simple way. It's a byproduct of the foundational changes that you make in your life. And this, the connection piece of it, is a great example of that. Let it be your example this season as you practice feeling more connected on purpose and watching how that changes your relationship with food. Okay, here are some powerful questions for you. And I definitely wanted to add these so that you had specific questions you could be thinking about in your journaling time or on your walks, what might I be missing in my life? Where do I lack or long for connection? What's keeping me from creating that connection I desire? What's the one thing I'd need to think to be willing to feel the feeling of loneliness? 
How might creating connection change my life and my weight loss journey? All right, you all, that is our episode on connection. I got it out to you, got it out into the world. I think it's a good one. If you love this episode and you love the podcast, share it with someone that would love to know how to lose weight by making foundational changes and leave us a review and a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want help losing 25 pounds like I did by making these foundational changes that will change your life and be that way for the rest of your life, definitely reach out to me. You can book your consult call just by going to pagewoman.com services. Go ahead and book your call or you can send me an email and let me know you want to get started by getting on a consult call at hello at pagewoman.com. We'll do that. We'll get you on the calendar. We'll talk about what it'd be like to work together and we'll see if we're a good fit. All right, you all, that is it for today. I will see you next week.